Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. Thank you for joining us. First, I want to thank our sponsors, New Life Venture and Mindful Lab, for making this show possible. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We'd love to hear from you. So we've got an amazing guest with us today. Her name is Christine. She is a survivor of satanic ritual abuse and devastating personal loss. To protect her identity, we're not going to divulge her last name, but Christine is here to share her amazing story with us of hope and healing. We are really excited. Christine has become a spiritual intuitive, which you're going to love hearing all about that, with deep compassion and love for anyone, for everybody that's out there, which empowers her to help those who have suffered injustices through abuse and personal loss. She knows this very, very personally. So without further ado, please welcome Christine to the Vitality Health Show. Christine, welcome. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate the opportunity. It's a very humbling very humbling. Well, it was interesting because Christine came to me off of another show that we did, um, and I don't remember which number what it, that it was, but it was Shelly McDermott, and she contacted me and said, I got a story that I'd love to share with you, and we talked for a while, and I said, I'd love to have you on the show, and then she called me back and said, I think I'm supposed to talk about the satanic rituals that you were involved in as a young child. And I have got people I know very well that were also involved in that. We're able to get out of it. And it is, and as we got talking, there's so much going on right now in the world that this is, this has been around for a very, very long time. It's a very, very ugly situation, but there are people coming out of this now that, that really need to hear what's going on. And those around us need to understand what to look for and what to watch for and how to be there for those that are coming out of this situation. I think for, for family members and friends and people just you don't understand what to do or how to do anything for people that have gone through these horrible tragedies and that you have been through. And be able to come out on the other end as amazing and great as you are to be able to help so many people. So let's, if you don't mind, I know that we've both got our tissues here. We're ready to go because we know that this is going to be, see, she's got a whole roll of toilet paper, but I beat her because I have a whole brand new box of tissues. So we are ready for this. But I know this is going to be really tender and sensitive. So anybody that's out there listening, please be prepared. Um, she will. Are, are you okay giving an email for them to contact yes. you if they would like to? Why don't you go ahead and give that yeah. at the top of the hour and then we'll start giving it again as well. Go ahead and give us that email. It's between the worlds at yahoo.com. Such a great name. Between the worlds at yahoo.com. And she will be more than happy to, to visit with you and help you through this. So you let's go ahead and get started. I know this is very, very hard and sensitive and, and close to your heart, but you, we also have a lot of listeners out there 
that need to hear this story. And you and I have talked about how Satan has just really been working on you hard since we've decided to do this. And even our internet going off this morning is like, oh, no, 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 you're not going to do this. (laughs) Call him the spoiler. He tries to spoil everything. (laughs) He does. And we're not going to let him. It's not going to happen. So let's go ahead and start with your story. And those of you that are listening, um, take notes if you'd like to and, and really feel where she's coming from. Thank you. First of all, I want to give my love to everyone. I want you to know that everybody has a story. We each have a story. And if you can be that listener today to my story without judgment, without, um, yeah, without judgment, but just to send forth that love and that energy because abuse happens on all levels. We are a spiritual being, a mental being, an emotional being, and a physical being. And those abuses, no matter how bad or how small they are, is not good. And it's not right, but it happens. That's what we came down here to experience in life. But how do we get through those? So I was blessed to be raised in a family. My parents had 11 children of their own and then adopted 12 children from around the world. And uh, I was blessed to have... um, the Savior be a very important part of, of my journey. I got to know him at a very young age, and it was my lifesaver. My parents would have um, morning devotion and evening devotion. We would sing hymns and read scriptures and just the, knowing that we could talk about the Lord and how to have that relationship with him. So my um, abuser ended up being my mother's best friend's husband. So our families were friends. And it, you know, <laughs> my dad always used to say, I, I always felt something not right with him, but I didn't know how to pinpoint it because he spoke of Christ. He was the most loving and upheld and people loved him in the community. Um, and so it, it, it throws your mind off a little bit. You know, these are, these are individuals that, that know how to hide the hidden behind the scenes very, very well. So our families would get together often and and do things together. And my um, kind of going back a little bit, as far as some of the the healing work that I've experienced for me and working with others too, is our memories begin to start happening about in our Mm thirties. So I didn't remember anything, you know, up until then. I know that I had quite a few issues. I was very fearful of water. I was, um, my, when I married my first husband, I only had seven years with him and he passed away of cancer. And I had three little girls and then I've remarried um, a husband who also, um, his wife had died of cancer and had two children. So we had five together. Then we've had, I mean, we had, we had five and then we had seven together. So in a intimacy relationship, I would check out. You know, and I would always be very frustrated with that. Go to the doctor. Nothing's wrong with you. Well, how come I'm, I'm not there, you know, and I would check out. So as the memory started coming, it, it made more sense of my, that ability to, to check out and not be present during those, those times. Um, my memories began with six months old. And wow. um, one of my memories of 18 months old, and this is why, you know, it's hard to know. We're more cautious these days of 
it's kind of sad that we we are more fearful of our children going to stay over at neighbors or you know play at their house or sleepovers or my parents wouldn't let us do sleepovers at that time and it was frustrating as a kid you know I didn't but I don't even know if they understood all the reasons why they just felt like it was best not to do sleepovers because they didn't know they didn't know anything about the, our our friends right. and um so having um those memories come at 18 months old. The memory I had was this friend came into the home, this brother came into the home and my mother is talking with her best friend at the garden windows, what she called it. And I'm at the couch. And I, I remember as the memory came, the feeling of fear Mm -hmm. and he comes up to me and so lovingly picks me up and says, Oh, she's poopy. I mean, she needs to get changed. And so I remember screaming, and my mother says, oh, Christy, stop it. He's just going to go change your diaper. You know, it was no big deal. Mm. So we went to the back room, of course, and as he was doing what he did um, to me, my sister, who was 11 at the time, stood at the doorway and froze. And he froze, and, and she remembers the look that he gave her. And I, had, she says, your eyes were just pleading for help. And she felt helpless not knowing how to help me. And so even though she was not abused herself, she watched an abuse and it has affected her life and some of her decisions of wanting to just help children, to teach children, help children. So it's interesting. We can be uh, a victim of abuse. We can be an observer of abuse and it still affects us on all levels. It's just amazing how that happens. So, our family was blessed um, to go to Samoa at the age of five years old. Um, for my father, he went to teach school down over there at Mapasanga, Samoa. And our dear friends rented our home oh. <laughs> for three years. So when I got back, uh, I never told my parents this because it was just, I didn't understand it, but I would see evil spirits coming through the walls all the time. It frightened me. I hated basements. I really don't like basements to this day um, because a lot of those things happen in basements. And his daughter, um, who thought she met me in high school, uh, I told her, says, no, we, we were childhood playmates. We played with each other. So you know that they're Brainwashing and programming, you know, was very hard because they were in the family. So I feel for those that are in the family situation where the family is the abuser. That's a very hard, hard, hard thing. Um, Again, it wasn't until in my 30s that these um, memories began to to, uh, open up. You know, I don't want to go into all the details of a lot of the I'll just give basics because every, again, like everyone's going to have their own stories, but similar things that happen within the stories. We had an orchard across the street from us and somehow our animals in the neighborhood would always disappear. Mm -hmm. And one day I was walking through um, the orchard and there I saw mutilated um, animals and that's what thing they do do in the uh, occult stuff is they sacrifice animals. 
and children, which is hard to say, but it's true. I mean, we're seeing that more and more with all this sex trafficking, all these children. That's just everything. All the ugly is coming up. It's all coming up. It is. It's becoming very, very well known and prevalent. It is. So it's, it's just a reality of what, what goes on. Um, we had a barn up by our house and that was where a lot of the things took place. Um, mm-hmm. Less his sons, his two sons that uh, to this day do not have memory. They, I mean, I feel for them the day that they, they will have to remember the things they were part of. But again, they were programmed as well, but they got us into the barns by dogs, by these black labs that would just, I don't know, frighten me. And I've, I've had a challenging time with dogs <laughs> right. know, since growing up. And um, so there are, there are many, many experiences. Uh, for me, how it affected my physical body is I became allergic to my environment. I really became allergic to chemicals because chemicals and drugs are, are used. Um, gasoline is a huge trigger for me. It's very, very hard on me. And as memories came up, it was, it was the burning of flesh, um, animal flesh and human flesh. Um, And the cries, the cries of the children. And even though the experiences that I had, um, again, I can say I'm grateful because the Lord will go into this later about my spiritual gifts, how the spiritual gifts down and help me to be able to help set free children who are stuck in we're dimensional beings and we have many layers within our our spirit world whatever there's many dimensions and so sometimes these these traumatic experiences children get stuck in a certain dimension not Mm -hmm. just children but people you know and so i've been able to help them shift and move along as well because of my own experience, not knowing that was going to be my mission, because that's something that you don't really want to ask for so much. Exactly. Um, So as I grew up and I've, I went to many therapists, um, different ones. I'm, I struggle with therapy, (laughs) to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a hard time, the traditional therapy, a holistic Mm -hmm. therapy, that really resonated with me and I was able to do well that way. But mm-hmm. on, tr- on traditional, it was very hard. It was like, time's up, hour's over. Okay, we'll see Gotta you next week, you know? And I just, yeah. wait, wait, you know, anyway. <laughs> Christine, on that note, can I ask you a question really quickly? Because yeah. do you think your parents had any indication of what was going on? They did not. In fact, Why did they get you in therapy? No, they, it was after I got married. It was after you were married. Okay. Yeah. As a child, no. Um, it, well, I didn't know this till later, but my parents let me know that this, our abuser tried twice to have my parents excommunicated because according to him, we were too zealous in our, our, um, our worshiping. Oh, shoot. But I look back now and I go, that was my saving grace mm-hmm. because they tried to program you differently. Just, I will give this example. So my fear of water, the memory was, I was held by my ankles down into a barrel of water until I was ready to just give up and and be done. And they pull me out and they say, see, Jesus didn't save you. We did. So the program, they try to get you so that you are discounting God, you're discounting 
um, anything that, you know, to fear God and to have, instead of have faith in him, even though outwardly to people, he definitely would talk about Christ and he was a seminary teacher. So he would share all that, but in the programming, no. So my parents were instilling in me the experience of having a relationship with Christ. And it was during one of my memories, I was two years old and I see the savior holding me mm-hmm. and we are observing them doing things to my body. And I got mad and I said, why, why didn't you stop this? Why did you let this happen? With tears in his eyes, he said, because of agency that is given to man, but I never left you alone. Mm. That's if anything of this today is to let you know you are never, ever alone, ever. You have angels, you have family members on the other side, you have the Savior himself is there to comfort and to help you through this. Agency has become an incredible gift to me as I see what, what we, Heavenly Father, gave to each of us, this gift of agency. And because we have this gift of agency, then at this very moment in our life, we can make choices to change that, to change the pattern. My sister, just younger than me, when she had a, a, a nervous breakdown having a child and her memories began to come. Mm-hmm. And she had this child and she went to change the diaper and had this feeling of wanting to to fondle the baby, you know, uh, incorrectly. And it just hit her really strongly. You don't have to carry this on. So we have a choice. I did get to see my abuser was abused by family members, but he chose to carry on the path. We can be Mm -hmm. chain breakers. We've got to be the chain breakers. Oh, geez. I'm going to stop you right there. Hold on to that thought because we've got to take our first break. I've got so many things going through my mind right now that I want to get back to right here. Chain breakers. Don't forget that. We will be back in just a few minutes. Everybody stay tuned. The story is just a miracle in the making right here. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't don't leave. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are in the midst of a very intense conversation with my guest, Christine. We're talking about something that is very prevalent, has been prevalent for a very, very long time. Luckily, there has been more um, awareness of satanic rituals, of abuse, of the things that are happening to these incredible children. It, It just makes you sick, but this is what's happening. And we're just talking to her and her experience of what she has gone through and how we have the choice. That person has the choice to either continue that or stop that. And that was kind of where we were just talking about. And the chain breaker, I believe is what you called it, or the cycle breaker. And that's where we're at right now. We're just talking about um, how, how is that possible? How, how can that happen? And let's finish up, pick up with your story where we just left off. Okay. So getting back to this woman, um, during the, throughout the week, as I, my body would respond to certain keywords that she would, she would have. So if I had been involved in any of those experiences, my body would react. Mm-hmm. So after that experience, being with her for a week, at the end of that week, it really hit me hard. They might have had power to hurt my body but they didn't take my soul. And that's where I'm so grateful for my parents because it was the savior. I could do nothing. I can't do anything in this life without my savior. He does do the saving. He does do that healing. So I'm so grateful for that, uh, that aha moment of, Oh my goodness. So those were the, some of the journeys of starting to realize I have, I can stay a victim I can mm-hmm. stay a victim if I want to, no matter what trauma we've all gone through, we can stay a victim, which does nobody any good. Exactly. It actually hurts and harms our physical body because those are, that's the past. The past are the things that you've experienced. And those are the lies that get plugged into us. We're not enough, not good enough, not worthy. All those lies that keep bombarding us every single day. Depression is a very hard thing for me. I struggle with the depression and I have to battle those thoughts because that's where he wants to get us. He places those lies in our thoughts. Then we are in choice what we do with that. We either stay the victim or we go, "Uh uh-uh, no, I am enough. We are divine beings. We are divine beings. And we came down here to learn from these experiences. These are this is my refiner's fire. Anyway, we all have our refiner's fire and this is refining me so that I can learn to become more like God. Mm -hmm. And to do that, look what Jesus had to do. 
He had to suffer. He suffered everything for me. He suffered it all already. And by staying in victim, we just like keep punishing that over and over again. It doesn't do anybody any good. So I am so grateful for, again, my parents. And, and when my memories began and my sisters and I would share a little bit, my mother, oh, she just couldn't believe it. No, no, no. Where, where was I? You know, where was I? How come I, you know, the guilt as the parent. Yeah. Yeah. And so it wasn't until um, the abuser's three daughters came down to visit her and they shared with her the rest of the story. So as they're sharing, then she's like, oh, Christine and so-and-so, they said, they said, shared some things like this. And she said, were they abused as well? Her daughters, the siblings of his daughters. Oh, terribly. Yeah. Terribly. And uh, so have my mother hear everything. She, she has been the most loving person. And all of a sudden, a new emotion arises. Hate. Mm -hmm. Something she has never felt or dealt with in her life. She felt such hate for this individual. And she just struggled for a long time. But she got through that. And those are the emotions. We go through the anger. We go through the hate and the bitterness. And, and we can stay in that, like I said, or we learn to step out of it. And we only can do that through that forgiveness. Right. It was four years ago. And I've worked a long time. I'm 61 years old. And I've been trying to heal for a long time. And about, uh, <clears throat> and with each memory, I was going to say, at, with each memory that shows up, you go through a grieving. You go right. through that loss of yourself that loss of that little part of yourself and you have to hold her again and you have to love her and let her know she's safe and it's okay to grow up and it's okay to, to live. And you go through those every, for me anyway, every time those memories would come. I mean, one day I just said, Lord, just show it all to me. Get it, get it over with. Yeah. And he That's said, the trickling. <laughs> <laughs> he said, your heart is too tender. Knowing is enough. And I went, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> every little piece that comes is like, it's like, it's like watching a science fiction movie. It's like you're in a movie, you know, it's you in this movie, but it's like, you can't comprehend how can human beings do such horrific, horrendous acts on children, especially. I just, I can't comprehend that. Right. But you're watching a movie and you're in the movie. And so, it's you get the pieces. You, I never get the whole story. I have. I'm still to this day. I, I'm like an onion. We aren't going layers, and so we still get layers. We. I still get triggered, but I know how to move through them faster now than I used to. And I'm going to bring something up too because you and I've talked about this since you've decided to come on the show and share this story. You have told me a few times that it has triggered brand new memories and all sorts of emotions, and you are still un uncovering those layers of that onion. Yes. Yes. And it probably will happen for your whole human life, right? But yes. but I love what you just said. You know the tools how to move through it. I think that's beautiful. So let's pick that up from there. And that's kind of the tricky thing. That's that's where when we stay a victim, we allow the past experiences to huddle inside us and they, the, the memories stay in the cells and the organs and, and we let it fester in there and that's just where it stays. 
But once we step out of being victim and we've gone through the forgiveness journey, and we recognize that our abuser is Heavenly Father's child also. Even though, yes, they were abused, can you forgive the soul of that person? Knowing that what they did wasn't correct, that can you forgive that soul part of that person? Because once you can mm. forgive that highest part of themselves, then you just kind of let the other wash away. It's just, that's their journey too. That's their experiences. That's their lessons. You know, we come down here to earth school. We're all taking classes, all different kinds of classes. And, and so it helps me when I could recognize that, that I can love the, the homeless and the addict and the, the abusers. And I can just still send forth love knowing like, wow, they chose a really hard class to go through. You know, yeah. and that's not a class I want to go through or continue passing on to, to my own children or grandchildren at all. You know, I was a controlling mom in the beginning. I was a controller, but that's what you learn. You know, someone's controlled over you. You're, you're being controlled. So it took me years to let go. I mean, my older kids sometimes laugh at me and say, how can the younger kids seem to get away with so much more than what we ever got away with? And I said, well, I, I, I had to learn through all that had to learn to be listening better and not be the controller. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me think what I was going to say. You know, while, we're, while you're thinking about that, what would you say? Because this isn't just something that is your story, right? This, is, this entails everybody that knows you, your, your parents, your siblings, your children. Your, it's a whole... <laughs> It's a whole it ripples world it's ripple. that it's touching, you know? So how would you, what would you say to somebody that maybe didn't realize you were going through this or they, maybe they did realize you were going through like your sister, she felt completely helpless to do something for you. You know, I, th- I feel as an, as a, an, an abuser or an abused, you need to be able to find that forgiveness, right? You need to forgive those that maybe you thought, like your mother said, where was I? What was I do? Where, where was I? You know, and I think that don't you feel that the forgiveness on your part for your mother and your mother for herself yes. and other people involved, it's as much a forgiveness that they have to go through and realize that the atonement is real. Christ has done this for us. We have to forgive ourselves. As a mother, we didn't have any, we didn't know what was going on. You know, we did our best. And back when, when we were young kids, it wasn't talked about. It was not, it was very just starting to come out. And it's like, but still we weren't given any tools. You know, it's like, what do we do? Tell the kid not to come back over the person not to, uh, not allowed to come, but we have to have those tools. And, and this is where I think I, I would love to hear what you're going to say with this right now. So sorry, I got on a little tangent no, you're there fine. because you're it's fine. a whole ripple effect. It is. And the biggest forgiveness is to forgive ourselves. Absolutely. Forgive ourselves for even holding on to all these, these memories that have hurt my body. Right. Uh, my physical body has, like I said, chemical sensitivity has been a, a challenge for me in my life. You know, the perfumes, the chemicals, the gases, fumes, whatever. It's just, it's, it, uh, it's been hard on my system. Four years, well, four years, I tried to save my gallbladder. I knew my gallbladder was having issues. 
I also realized that the gallbladder holds a lot of the bitterness. Mm. Liver holds anger. So as you understand how the physical body holds the different emotions, then you can start processing and start loving. My body was my enemy all growing up. Mm. It was not my friend. It was my enemy. And it's just been the last, probably the last four or five years that I'm finally loving me where I am. And it takes a journey to love me where I am. This, This form that I am does not represent me. My spirit is incredible. My spirit is young and thin, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah so is mine. <laughs> yeah, so, so this does not define who I am. It's been the teacher. It's been the tool that holds my soul, my spirit, that has had to go through some quite a few lessons and, and still am learning lessons. Um, so I had my gallbladder out about a year and a half ago. Um, and I tried so hard to save it. And the doctor said, you just got some gallstones. And I went to the Lord. I says, I'm trying. I, 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 it's not good for me to go under, you know, so help me. I just, I want to do everything I can. To, I tried to naturally everything. And the Lord let me know that those gallstones were holding the last pieces of some of that programming. Mm. And it was okay for me to let it go. So mm. I let that go. And about four years ago, I was in a play and at the end where you shake people's hands. Mm-hmm. I saw my abuser there with his, his new wife because his, his uh, previous wife had passed away a long time when the kids were young. And I saw him and I felt nothing but love for him. No triggers were pushed, nothing. And I felt free. Wow. I, I'm, I am free from the triggers from this individual. Now, there's still memory in my cells. It's still memory in my body. And so the body's going to go through different things as it feels safe enough. Well, okay, she's ready. She can handle this. We can go through this little detox. You know, we can let go of this or that. So it's, it's amazing. So um, this anger also, it stores in your kidneys. Mm. Now, if you ever feel pissed off about somebody, you know, you're, you're putting stress on your kidneys. So the body's amazing. As we learn about how our bodies really function and what emotions relate to us, as we learn to, to when we get a trigger, when a trigger shows up and we go, oh, that's the past. That's finished. That's done. Let me just breathe through it. Let's just breathe through it. because, Or we can breathe, breathe it in and let it continue to just hold and just fester in there but we want to let that go we want to breathe through those experiences we can let it go and we learn to stay present just stay present today don't get so caught up with tomorrow and the fear of tomorrow the lord only gives us this very moment in time Mm -hmm. we have that just right now and we can be in choice at this very moment how we're going to react or respond when we find ourselves reacting to something i like to so if we start pointing a finger remember you've got three fingers pointing back back at you so it's like oh if i'm reacting i'm still believing a lie about myself that i'm not good enough i'm not worthy enough so those are the my big lies anyway that go through my mind but those are seems to be a a universal lie that i have found with others is that we just don't feel good enough or worthy enough i'm use use not i'm useless you know and those are the lies that Satan wants us to remember. 
because he remembers who we are. He remembers our light and he is going to continue to bombard us no matter what kind of abuse you've gone through in your life or will go through. Mm. But remember, you have a choice. Always have a choice to take that. I love where we're going with this. We've got to take our second, second final break today for this show. But I do want to ask you a question when we come back. Was your abuser brought to justice? What did I would like, we don't have to answer right now. I want you to come back and talk about this a little bit. Did he serve time? Did he, um, because this is very close to my heart too, for, for different, different reasons. And just want to know if he did, what, what, did that help you? If he didn't, how did that affect you as well? Mm-hmm. So let's, I mean, that's, that's deep, but that's also very important um, in my personal life for those questions as well. Um, so let's, let's go ahead. I know we've just got a little bit of time, but I think we're, I'm, I'm getting the little, the little minute thing here, but I do want to hear the answers to those questions. So let's take a, let's go ahead and take our break right now and then come back with those answers. And then let's go on to what we can do to help people out there. So again, your email, give that to our, our listeners one more time, if you would, please. Between the worlds at yahoo.com. I think that is such a beautiful <laughs> name, Between the Worlds. Sometimes we feel like that's where we're at, right? Okay, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. You don't want to leave. We'll be back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are talking to Christine. She is sharing just an amazing journey of healing and hope with us, which is what our show is all about, talking about some really horrific um, 
satanic things that she was involved in as a young child, as well as death of, of many people in her family. And I wanted to get to your daughters too, because um, I think there's a story there. But we had just left off when we were talking about was your abuser <clears throat> brought to justice? Because this is a very important part in my life. And I wanted to know what your story was and your thoughts behind that. Well, this uh, um, abuser was excommunicated from our church in his church court, according to my girlfriend, who's the daughter of the abuser. He never mentioned anything about ever doing anything to girls or the satanic. That's, that is a, such a hard one to pinpoint and to, to nab them on. But when these young men came forward, of the, the sexual abuse that they received in court, they asked him, how many boys have you affected? And she said, he sat back smugly smiled and said hundreds. Now in my mind, I'm like, wow, wait a minute. Why wasn't he slapped right then and there and sent to jail? I don't, I don't understand that part of things, you know, church versus whatever government. Right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But he was, he, he gave that information, and so he was excommunicated on that point of things. And my, my friend said that he was demoted immediately in his order. And they told him he needed to quickly get back into the church as fast as he could. So we know that they're, you know, I'm sorry, in all religions, in all religions, this cult goes on. It doesn't matter what church you belong to, right. um, what country you belong to, because there's there's voodoo cults. I mean, there's just there's many many things that that go on, but it is within our own uh, um, cultures that we have. So that's what he was based upon. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit. There was a time period I was on a um, a panel, and of individuals who'd been um, in the satanic ritual abuse. And we had a, a CIA individual come and he spoke, which helped me get some understanding too, because he first came in with, it looked like someone in the, like an old um, president of the United States. He had this mask on, but it looked just mm. like him from a distance. And as he got closer, you know, then we could see that, oh, he was wearing this, this mask. And he said, this programming that they do, especially when you're young, if they can, when they sexually abuse a child, they know that their spirit breaks. It breaks them, breaks mm -hmm. them mentally, and they are able to just check out. And so that's, a, that's why they're able to do what they can do over and over again, and you're gone somewhere. And then you get the memories, and you, you have no, it's hard to run things on memories that are just getting pieces of puzzles to you. You don't even get the whole picture of things. So you can't even pinpoint somebody and, and, you know, come back later uh, because it's a memory. Um, I don't know. They're starting to kind of do some of that. I've, I've seen some right. things that they're trying to, to uh, bring people to justice on, on memory, but mm -hmm. satanic cult is another whole nother ball game. Yeah. But he says that they create mock rooms of your church buildings or your religious buildings, your um, homes or whatever. So that when a child is, is, is growing up, they become trigger things. You'll see something that's a trigger to, to remind you, oh, you know, to, to have that fear again. And, and um, 
what, you know, anyway, it's just been very, it was very interesting to me because that helped me on a situation in one of my religious buildings that I had an experience with that I went, oh, that's why I blank out all the time, you know? Mm. So just coming to an awareness. Now, when we come into an awareness, that's where healing begins to take place. If you allow it, of course, you're going to still go through that, that grieving part, you know, you grieve, grieve that part of yourself, but don't stay in that grief. Mm -hmm. The awareness goes, oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the understanding. Now, be with me as I process this through, as my body has to release and let go of wherever it's being stored in my, in my memory cells of my body. Um, but be grateful. Stay grateful when an awareness comes. I mean, yeah, we can go through the mad. You can stay in that. You know, you can. Those are all yeah. parts of the grieving process. But it's important to pull out and just do the, you know, Get to that forgiveness, that that forgiveness will set you free. So how does somebody do that? Because I know that when you are overwhelmed with that awareness or you're overwhelmed with that anger or you're overwhelmed with that grief of what you didn't even realize had happened, that it really was something that happened to you. What do you do with that? In the beginning, of course, I had therapists. I had different people. You just go to me, the Lord puts the teacher in front of you. Absolutely. He, will, he will put the teacher there for you because this is a process and you can't do it all by your little lonesome. I mean, as you learn some of the tools along the way, then when something shows up again, you've got those tools that then you can, but in the beginning, yeah, you need the help. You need mm-hmm. a therapist. You need someone who's going to understand, you need someone that's going to help you walk through it and and be there for you. The best thing that say you or I on the other end, when someone comes to us is just to listen, the art of the listener, Mm -hmm. just being, you know, the art of the listener and with no judgment because we can't go into any judgment or, or the fix it mode, you know, or we're not about fixing. It's not, I, I, I'm not the savior. I can't mm. fix anyone. So don't think, oh, I can fix you. I can help you. No, but I can be, I can be that messenger. I can be, I can be that support that you need to, to go through whatever it is that you need to get through, you know, mm-hmm. um, as you're processing, as you're, as you're working on it. It's not a one-time deal. Got it done. Here I am, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Definitely a, a, a process. Yeah. A continual process. And don't you find with what you've been able to do now in helping so many people, that continues to help you through oh, your process? Oh, definitely. In the beginning, when my healing gifts began to open, my spiritual gifts began to open, um, and the Lord would send me individuals who had gone through similar things. Right. And I just, I would just say, wow, thank you, Lord. And so I had understanding. I had the compassion. And sometimes it would be a trigger for me too, but mm-hmm. then we could work it through it. We worked through it together. We learned how to, you know, process it together. And so I'm so grateful. And I, I wanted to share one experience I had. Um, I was called up to a, a gentleman who was dying of cancer. I was supposed to go to this potluck and I was told I was meet someone there. And so I went to the potluck and I didn't know anybody, but the host and hostess. And I had my daughter with me and pretty soon this lady comes in. I went, Oh, that's who I'm supposed to meet. Mm. And so I go up to her and said, okay, I'm supposed to meet you for some reason. I, you know, <laughs> so we talked about, you know, 
um, food storage prep or, or homeschool or anything like, no, no, no. And she said, well, my husband's dying of cancer. And I really wish that he would forgive his father before he passes. And I went, mm-hmm. oh, there we go. <laughs> that's why I'm supposed to meet you. And so I shared with her what, what the gifts that have been given to me to do. And so I didn't hear from her for three months. And then she calls me. She says, he's gone into a coma. Can you still help? And I said, yes, I can talk to his spirit. I had the most incredible experience. I saw the atonement. Mm-hmm take place right before my eyes as I go into this room and I see the man's spirit in and out coming in and out of his body. And he, he asked his kids were around and he asked his kids for forgiveness. So I was just that messenger. I just got to message his, his, and he was worried about a daughter that was in New York. And so I had to, you know, do you have a sister that lives in New York? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm, you know, I'm still learning with my gifts. Like, okay. I'm, you know, it's not like I can see physical. It's a, it's this trusting of the spiritual physical, the spiritual eyes that, that open up. And so you're just trying to keep trusting what you're being shown. And then, and then the savior came Mm -hmm. and that man fell to his knees and the savior picked him up as he was weeping and looked into his eyes and said, thank you for your service. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't know this until later, that that man was terribly abusive to his children and his wife. Terribly abusive. But he served his neighbors. Mm. Did the Lord get after him? Did the Lord get after him? No. He thanked him for his service. He knows that we're learning these lessons. He knows we're going through hard things. He knows that this is not an easy task. But if we learn to serve and to love, and, and he did release and forgive. Now, we don't want to be on our deathbeds at that forgiveness time. You know, that's, right. that's a rare thing. We want to be able to pass on with that forgiveness intact. I've had to work with many people who's who did not ask, who did not forgive and, and, and left this earth with all that turmoil. Well, mm. they, it was now someone in their family that needed to help them process. And so that's called generational healing. Right. So that's some of the work that I do also is to help, help heal some of that generational line, but they need now someone in their families to be open to it because it's a, it's an interesting um, service and um, the work that we can do to help them so that they can continue to move on. It's not hunky-dory when we pass on the other side. It's like, oh, everything's fine, all good. You still take with you any anger, any feelings of frustration, um, judgments, all those things will go with you if you don't clear it here. That's why this body is so important, such a gift to us to process it now Mm. so that we can, when we pass over, be more free to continue progression. Otherwise, we're going to be stuck for a little bit until we still process. It just takes a little bit longer because we don't have our bodies anymore. I think that's beautiful. And I would love to, I'd love to have you just push on that just one more minute because right now is when we need to ask for that forgiveness and we need to constantly yes. be working and building and growing and, and you know, letting this stuff go because anything that's still inside of us is going to pass on with us on the other side. It's part of our soul and we need to clean that up and, and ask forgiveness and, and invite Christ into our world. And I, I love that you're saying that because you, 
we know a lot of people that are very bitter and very, very angry. It's like, okay, you can be angry at me, but that's hurting you. You know, let's, I, I'm at peace with Christ. I'm at peace with my choices. Get rid of that so that you can be at peace with your choices as well. Am it's I reading that, that right? Yes. And it's not that you get rid of the memory. Right. You get rid of the pain of the, the memory. pain. Right. Because then you can see that individual and not have any reaction, mm-hmm. but you can just feel that love for that individual. Doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. Right. Right. You know, it just means like, wow, thank you. I can be set free. That's their journey. That's yeah. their journey. They get to figure it out. But I release that forgiveness because I don't want to hang on to, I don't want to keep hanging on to that energy. Even our dear, beautiful mother earth is mm-hmm. doing her thing of letting go. Right. So as she continues in her cleansing, I mean, this is all part of the journey. We, we've got to shed, shed the, the weight of the world. And that's where we feel a lot. Empaths right now are feeling a lot of the weight of the world. And this is how a, a little trick that, that, that heaven has helped me understand is that you can still feel compassion. You can still feel sorrow and and mourn with those that sorrow and weep. You can still be there, but don't plug in to the energy. Mm. Keep unplugged. Keep unplugged. Be in the place of observance. We can still observe and watch and be there, but without plugging into them and their story. Mm. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's a huge piece of knowing that we can move through this, all this heavy that is going on, but we can be at peace in, with Christ. We can be at peace. It's like the eye of a hurricane. It's all peaceful and calm inside. Even though the inside storm the is raging, mm-hmm. we can be that eye of that storm, be that calm. Great analogy. Again, your email is worlds at yahoo.com. Perfect for the for what you're teaching us right now. We don't have to be part of this icky world that we're in right the now. Chaos. They, we just step out, step into Christ's love and light, and be that calm. Oh, I, I've got goosebumps all over. I wish we could go for another hour. <laughs> There's so much more I want to share. But thank you, Christine, so much for thank being you. vulnerable to share <laughs> this with people. Yes. And I know this was very, very difficult to step out, but somebody out there, listeners, reach out to her. She has got, she can help you. Reach out to me if you have any comments that you would like to share with me also at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com or get hold of Christine between the worlds at yahoo.com. What a fantastic title. <laughs> what a fantastic email. <laughs> so again, thank you. You're beautiful inside out. You just thank see you. this light radiating around you. And I love the painting of Christ behind you. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Finding our power and our peace in Christ. We love you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Be safe. Listen. She said, listen, listen to the people around you. You don't have to own it, but just listen and let Christ help you. Love you all. Have a great day. Christine, again, thank you so much. Thank you. And everybody share this with everybody because people need to hear this story. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. 
That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 